Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dog Check. I am Max Loeb, Loeb's Leads, here with Eric Metcalf after a crushing 45-14 to loss to the Houston Texans in the first round of the NFL playoffs. Eric, it's a tough one. Tough to hop on here and talk about it too. How are, how are you feeling after that game? I'm just so disappointed. And it's not the fact that they lost. It was how they lost. You know, in the, in the beginning, before the playoffs even started, that was the third team of the people, teams in the AFC South that we wanted to play. We, yep. we did not want to see them. And now, now we see why. I mean, it's, it's just, I think... When you look at this game, I think a lot of people took it for granted that rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, you know. And, but I didn't, I didn't see it that way. You didn't see it that way. It's, it's, yeah. And or, and the Texans didn't see it that way either. Yeah. They thought they were going to come in and punch the Browns in the mouth, and that's exactly what they did. So it was, it was just disappointing in all fronts because we made no adjustments defensively. They they schemed us well. Offensive, their offense, they had an answer for everything we did. And so they they played, they played to our aggressiveness. Everything they they used it against the Browns. Right? Yeah. So they'd send yep. they send people in motion this way and get them flowing this way and come back and throw backs the other way. They did it the entire game and we never adjusted to that. And that's and that's what makes it so disappointing. Along with the one thing that I said earlier in the year. That was going to be a problem for us in the playoffs. Turnovers. Yep. And then, and I kept saying it, and I kept saying it, and people were like, "But we're winning. We're winning. So what? We're not. We're we're in the easiest part of our schedule, and we're not in the playoffs. You cannot turn the ball over at an alarming rate like we did, and expect to win, especially when those turnovers are pick sixes. And that's what makes it so disappointing when I'm looking at reflecting on this game yeah i'm with you we talked about the turnovers last week too it's it's something that like you're able to overcome right you're able to overcome it the past few weeks especially when flacco was playing because that was kind of a given when he was playing he was going to turn the ball over it was the bad it came with the good it was give and take whatever they opportunities actually i shouldn't even say the opportunities because it didn't provide the texans with any offensive opportunities they scored on, on both the picks. That's the worst part. Like it's not like you're even giving your defense a chance to go out there and, you know, respond after a momentum changing play. No, they're just returning it for a touchdown and seeing the 14 points that went on the board from the back to back pick sixes is just, it, it was a knife through the heart. Like it was 24 to 14. They were driving down the field. They're hitting a couple big chunk plays and all of a sudden, you get beat off the line, overthrow, pick six going back the other way, then just a few players, few plays later, you, you sit on a hitch that you knew was coming and you take it back the other way. It was tough to see. And like we talked about, there, there hadn't been a tur- turnover-free game since October. And if that 
was the the theme of the Brown season, or at least that you said that would be the theme of the Brown season. I wouldn't think they'd go very far in the playoffs either. Right. I don't. I mean, they led the league in turnovers. So um, how many times has that happened where a team that leads the league in turnovers gets to the playoffs and yeah. even has it even has a winning record like they did? Yeah. Is that I mean that eleven and six could have easily been twelve and five. Oh, yeah. Had 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 they played, so it it would it would look even differently had they played in their last game to lead the league in turnovers and have a record like that with with a chance to to move on in the playoffs and and, and possibly forward. But because I because we kept turning over, it finally caught up to us. Yeah, right? and, and and it was like, and it almost looked like it was the worst played game on the worst day that it could have been played. Yeah, but yeah. we. But if you really look at it, there were some things that went wrong, but I don't think they really, really, really played that bad, badly. Mm. I just think that they were out-schemed. Guys missed a lot of tackles. Yeah. Some, some, some guys, I'm not going to say names, didn't even look like they wanted to tackle. Yeah. Yeah, right? and, I'm with you. And it's terrible. And this is the biggest game of your life to this point. To this point, unless you've already been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're a young guy, and this is your first time in the playoffs, or you were on the team a couple years ago. We went to the playoffs. This is the biggest game of your life, and to this point, and and I don't think we treat it as such. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the tackling was a big issue. I, I honestly think just watching the defense play, like you said it best, they outschemed them. The Bobby Sloak, the Texans' offensive coordinator, put together an unbelievable game plan. Like you talked about using the Browns' aggressiveness against them, it worked sometimes. Honestly, JOK had what, four TFLs. Like he was all over the place making plays too. But there were a couple plays like that Brevin Jordan touchdown where you got him biting down a little bit. All of a sudden, you get the ball out to an athletic tight end in space. You, ideally, yeah, you want to tackle him in space. But at the end of the day, like he can make somebody miss and he can go all the way. And that's what happened. I also think that they did a, a really good job of just picking on the weakest links in the secondary. Like Greg Newsom didn't have a great game. I thought they picked on him a lot. I thought they picked on Ronnie Hickman too. And there was a guy that had been playing really, really well the past couple of weeks. And it was interesting. They must've seen something on film that they knew they could attack or they knew they could test at least. And they did. And there were time opportunity time and time again, where Hickman Newsom just out of place a little bit, I think. And I think that was a credit to the, the Texans offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, and what they did to prepare for this game. And I wanted to ask you, because we talked about that last game against Cincinnati. Do you think that wrestling them had any effect on this? I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, because do you with the, with the way we've had injuries this year, do you take the chance of someone getting injured going into the playoffs or – or do you rest and try to get some guys some more playing time? I, I think, you know, when we're talking about defense and what you were just talking about with, with Newsom and, and Hickman and those guys, I think the Texans did a great job, like you said, in, in scheming it, but in in keeping uh, C.J. Stroud upright. Yeah. And so if you look at the course of the season for our DBs, it hasn't been that often where – if they turned and saw something that they couldn't just run over there because the quarterback had to get it out of their hands. This yeah. is one of those games that we weren't getting pressure. And so when we turned and looked at things, we, we like, okay, that's what it is. But then they do something else because they had time to do that. And so guys weren't conditioned to, to give up that amount of space in that, in that 
amount of time because they haven't had to do it this year. Right? The, the rush from, from the front seven has been good enough where even if they didn't get to a quarterback, they would have to hurry throws. Yeah. And so that's it, it makes it kind of hard on them when they're not doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And like you talked about that, the pass rush, like virtually non-existent. And I think the Texans did some really good things. A ton of chips on Miles Garrett, ton of chips on those other pass rushers coming through. Like they they did a lot of things to neutralize the Browns pass rush. Like you talked about, they had an answer for pretty much everything. But again, like playoff game, biggest game of your life up until that, up until that point. Like you ideally want to see at least something. Right. The pressure, the sack, whatever it just plays defensively. They just they weren't there and they had been there all year up until that point, And they just weren't on Saturday. And, and, and on the flip side, we're talking about Brown's offense now. Now, I'm not trying to make excuses for how they played or what they did or didn't do. But. The non P.I. called and and the roughing the passer on the slide that be not being called. Yeah. Those chains drives right because because if there's if there's a pi call when the, when the guy interfered with njoku if they call it we get the ball there if he catches it we get the ball there so those drives continue we get those yards whereas we're going back we're going backwards again and trying to overcome uh third and long or what have you yeah and so those, those those plays change things that the penalty that wasn't called it was called in every other game in every other game, it was called, mm-hmm. except, except ours. Yeah, which obviously changes changes plays and, and games, and so and it doesn't it doesn't speak for what the outcome of the entire game, but yeah, that drive at the moment could change because of of these of lack of calls. Yeah, very much so. The drive alter or the lack of drive altering penalties, I guess it was noticeable. I thought right. I thought. Every time you see like one of the quarterback slide or the rough in the past or like all that stuff, it's so, it's so bang bang. It's so tough to make a call like that. But like when you look at the Njoku one, even in just like the TV copy, like full speed, like you could tell he's pretty early. And I, I was really surprised about that one. Like it, it's tough calling the the rough in the passer and the unnecessary roughness. But that one, I was like, what? What? Are, like what are you looking at? Like what are you seeing? That one was tough for sure. But like you said, like. It changes the outcome of those drives. Does it change the outcome of the game? Probably not. And that that's the toughest thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, so we, we can make excuses. And, and it's hard to say because you never know. If we go down there and score it, then maybe everybody's feeling about the game is different. You know? Yeah. Maybe there's, there's no doubt that we can still win the game. But but that's part of the game. Yeah. You, you have to still go out there and make plays. And we just – didn't make enough plays, whether it be on offense or defense, to to win that game. Yeah, I think on offense, you're right. It, there weren't just enough plays being made. Like, there were a couple chunk plays in the first half. Uh, I thought Harrison Bryant, I was very surprised, had a, had a big role in the pass game, was not expecting that. You needed somebody to step up with Tillman down. He did, Bell did, Elijah Moore, though, like, non-existent pretty much. And that, that was surprising. Mari Cooper, obviously it would have been hard to replicate what he did last time against the Texans, but very, very minimal role. Dave Njoku had a good game, but just like a lack of plays through the air in the past game. And when you're playing a run defense like that, it's hard to expect good plays on the ground too. So it was tough to expect people moving the ball as the game went on. I think when we're talking about Amari and, and having not being close to the game that he had the first time, 
I think it's, it made it a lot easier for the Texans knowing that he was coming into the game injured and then catching the first ball and limping off the field. And like, yeah. well, who else are they going to go deep to? Yeah. Right. And so now you, you get a, you get to be more aggressive defensively. And, you know, like you said, guys didn't make play. The tight ends did. Uh, the, Elijah Moore, they didn't make play. David Bell made a couple plays. But we just weren't consistent enough in that passing game to back them up where we could run the ball. Yeah, and like you talked about, the, the consistency in the pass game where you run the ball is – it has to be at the forefront of everything. And I was listening to Nick Sirianni after the the Eagles game talk about a little bit, like you look at the lack of rush attempts or you look at the lack of times you've run the ball. Sometimes you're just not in situations where you can physically run the ball. Like you can't do it on second and long, third and long. You have a worse chance of picking up the first down. And that was kind of the case for the Browns too. They didn't help themselves out and put themselves into favorable situations where they could run the ball. And one thing we've talked about all year, like, the volume in the run game, just like pounding the rock over and over, doesn't necessarily have to be there. It's just the efficiency, the timing of the runs, running it at the right time, making plays. And again, it was a good run defense from the Texans. We knew that coming into the game, but just the lack of plays on the ground, you couple that with tough, tough things through the air and the pick sixes. It's like you talked about at the beginning. It's just a perfect storm. Everything that seemed like could have gone wrong did go wrong. And it's the result you get. Yeah, and like you said, you're talking about trying to run the ball against the Texans. And once again, not to make excuses, but we're down in linemen. Yeah. We're we're not able to block like we were able to block in the beginning of the year because we're down lots lots of guys. And even Batonio went out for a second, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about all these injuries, I I think it makes it a lot harder for Bill Callahan and what they're trying to do as far as run the ball because – you don't know what you're going to get when you're just bringing up guys to play in the game. Yeah. But you don't know what you're going to get. There's no continuity. And so it, it makes it hard. And so I know, I understand why in a game like this, you go out there and try to pass the ball every down because it's, it seemed like it would be easier, right? Mm-hmm. Pass that for a hot second and then throw the ball. But if guys aren't getting open in the back end, yeah. then it has to be more than a hot second that you are able to protect. And we weren't able to do that good enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the line, too, because there was some point at, at some point this season that was inevitably going to catch up to them. And it made sense that it was against this Texas team who had Jonathan Grenard back, Will Anderson. They, they had a good pass rush, good pass rushers, and you could just tell they were just outmatched from the first snap. And again, it's hard to expect them to get up for a game like this again when they've, they've played this year, but came into the season as backups. You lose your top three offensive tackles. And even Hudson went out for part of the game. It's so hard to expect them to keep Joe Flacco upright. And that was a part of the game too. I don't know if that, you know, maybe it caused the first pick. Maybe he had to rush a little bit, but he he was just under duress all day. It's hard to expect rhythm for sure in a pass game when you're under duress. It, It seemed like, at least to me, it was bound to catch up to them at some point. Did you feel that too? Yeah. Yeah. And that as as well as the turnovers. And I mean, yeah, those that is part of the reason why there are turnovers, right? Because yeah. if you can't protect them, guys are just throwing the ball, trying to get rid of it, and the other team was making plays. But you know, when it's all said and done, it, it was a great season for, for all the injuries that they had, everything that they've been through. And obviously, it didn't end like we wanted to wanted it to end. But when you talk about twenty six percent of your starters on IR, 
Yeah. That's tough to overcome. Yet, the next man, next man up mentality was true in this locker room, and then those guys went out there and, and played well enough to be 11-6 and get into the playoffs and give themselves an opportunity to, to advance, which they, which they weren't able to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you took a second to look back on that because you just look at what this team looked like coming into the year on paper. You saw all the talent, and then like you said, one of every four starters goes on IR. That It's so hard to expect the team to continually bounce back from all of this over and over and over. It seemed like it was an injury every week during the, the second half of the season. It was just so hard to expect the team to bounce back from that. But they did, and it truly is miraculous that they were 11-6, and six, potentially 12-5 and five again if they had to play their starters the last game of the season, and they wound up where they were. It's moral victories, quote-unquote, don't necessarily exist in the NFL, but this is the closest thing to it. And I think when you look at the future, what the Browns have in the roster, a ton of these key pieces are back next year. They're under contract. There really are no enormous pieces that are guaranteed, unrestricted free agents. Zadarius Smith is the big one and the Browns are going to have to kind of make a tough decision there. You know, do they, do they lean into the youth a little bit because they're going to have to pay him. And obviously the, the cap seems to be an issue with a lot of things going on in the Browns, Anthony Walker, Shelby Harris, a couple other guys, but a lot, a lot of the key players, especially the young guys are back next year. Yeah. And, and this, this year right here showed that this team can be good. Yeah. And, and really is good on paper if everyone's able to stay healthy and play. And, and, and of course, this is the National Football League. Someone is going to get hurt. Yeah. We hate to see it, but someone's going to get hurt. But they have enough good players to go out there and be productive and, 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 and make a run, as we saw this year, even with guys down. So looking looking forward, uh, looking ahead to next year, next season, I, I think the sky's still the limit. Yeah. It's just a matter of, like you said, uh, what do we do with free agency? How do we pay guys? We have, well, I think we're what over twelve million in in the cap, and so we have to work around that. So there's things that are going to have to be done to figure this out. But I think if we can keep the core group of guys together, this thing could be something special. I think the most fascinating thing when you look at you know all the injuries the Browns have gone through this season, the timing of it, it, it wasn't just week two, week three, everybody goes down and you have months to adapt, overcome, change personnel, make trades to. It happened as the year went on. It was like we talked about a little bit earlier. It was a six, seven week period where it felt like you were losing a starter every single week. Like which starter are we going to lose for the rest of the year or going to go on IR uh, this week? The fact that they overcame that, and again, without a lot of their core players, like you talked about that nucleus of guys, they didn't really have. A lot of them, they were still 11 and six, still made the playoffs. There, there's so many good things to build off of. And I think Browns fans got to keep that in perspective as they move forward, too, because, you know, you get back Grant Delpit, you get back your tackles, you get back Nick Chubb. Like, there's so much talent that's coming back. I don't know if you expect them to be better. It's kind of hard not to, but there, there's just so much optimism with the guys that are returning. Yeah, it is. But, but when you're talking about those guys that you just mentioned, the Nick Chubbs, what do you do with his contract? Yeah. And his guaranteed money and how it how it goes against the cap and everything. When you're talking about, say, the tackles, what do you do with, say, Jay Wills when uh, Juwan Jones played so well? Do you move some, yeah. try to move someone to the other side and 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 get rid of him? It's, so there are a lot of things that we're gonna have to they're gonna have to think about 
in trying to maintain what they did this past year. And, and I think Andrew Barry and those guys have figured it out, but there are a lot of things that I think you can do to, to, to help us out to become a better team. Yeah, that, that tackle position is fascinating because, you know, the the earlier you cut players, the more money you save. So it, it the Browns look at themselves in March and say, you know, do we just get rid of Jedrick now and then either move DeWan or Jack Conklin, whatever they want to do, and yeah. just go with that project for however many months because you can't really you can't really walk into training camp with all three of those guys and then just say, hey, you see how DeWan does. If you like it, you cut Jedrick Wills. Like, you're going to have to eat a lot more money if you do that. So it's yeah. really, really interesting to see what they're going to do there. Tackle position is fascinating. The running back market has been this whole thing, and I'm sure you have your two cents on that. It, you never know what's going to happen with with the guaranteed money with these running backs with Chubb. You never know how Chubb feels about it too. It, it's going to be a fascinating financial period the next like three months before the draft to see you know what they do, who do they cut, do they extend, do they trade anybody. It's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, because that that room once again goes back to being crowded. I mean, and, and granted, yeah. Kareem was Kareem was up, but his production was such that I mean. Do you just let him walk away, or, or, or do you, you, you try to keep him because you know he can be an integral part of your team if you're trying to uh, make that next move? Yeah, even even if he had to play a role behind um, Chubb and Ford, you understand the the person he is to this Browns team. I'm sure a lot of people saw the press conference saying like even if he were to go to another team, he'd still be cheering for the Browns. Like you look at a, a Brown for life, somebody that embodies what a Cleveland Brown is. Kareem Hunt is probably one of the first people that comes to your mind and him being an unrestricted free agent and having to walk. It's tough. And that is a conversation or a decision that is going to be really, really difficult to make if you're Andrew Barry and those guys too. But again, there's going to be a lot of those. Like we talked about Darius Smith, Anthony Walker, Shelby Harris, a lot of these depth guys on defense. Who does Jim Schwartz want back? How much does he believe in these young guys? That's another big question. Yeah, it is. And I mean, we have months and months and months to, to, to figure this out, unfortunately. Yeah. We, we, unfortunately, we wanted our time to be shorter. <laughs> we wanted to be playing the next week, but it's something that we already get to think about because, and unfortunately, we, uh, we, we have to. And so, you look at this roster, you look at, like we said, the core people, we, we look at where we're trying to go in this division. I, I think the sky's the limit as long as we can keep our core people together and, and, and everybody, all the youngsters get, get better. Yeah, and, and they will, and you've seen that as time has gone on, the development of some of the young guys on this team. Like DeWan Jones, the what he looked like you know, coming out of college, even just a year in this Brown system being coached well, looked incredible. Like he would have made an all rookie team. He was playing really, really good football. These other young guys are improving too. Like you talked about, it's tough that we got to wait so long. And obviously you don't want to end the season the way the Browns did, especially in the fashion that the Browns did, but yeah, it's the reality of the situation. It it really is. I mean, this, this is why you play the game. Yeah. Right. They they don't just say, Oh, your record's better. You get to move on. Yeah. This this is why you play the games. and, And, Said, unfortunately, on this particular day, you didn't get the best Browns team that you wanted out there to give yourself a shot. But they'll bounce back. They'll get it together. Guys will come back hungrier. You'll have a Miles Garrett who was healthy because I don't think he was healthy throughout the the last part of the season. I think that shoulder was really banged up and wasn't 
and he wasn't able to do the things that he wanted to do. And so you get him him help. You get Grant Delpit, like you said. You get all. You start to get all these Conklins, the Jay Wills, all these Dewan Jones, all these guys back. And so it gives you something to look forward to, just in minicamp in, in itself. Yeah. Guys know when they come back, they just they're gonna look and see guys across the locker room say, "Oh yeah, he's back. We're yeah. ready now. We're ready. We we have a team." And so I, I think the guys, though they're down now. And they know they had the opportunity to do some things when they start coming back in that locker room or, or in the weight room and seeing guys start to return. I, I think their attitudes will change about the whole situation. I think so too. And like you talked about looking across the locker room and seeing some of these guys back. Yeah. You, you, you'll get a jolt of energy from seeing each and every one of them. Uh, before we go, I do want to ask two things. One, do you think Houston has a chance to beat Baltimore? I do not. Well, I, I can say they do because they're playing the game, right? Yeah, okay. They're, they're in the game, so they have a chance because anything can happen. Like we say, it's, on this particular week, it's any given Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and, but but I, think, I think Baltimore, I, I honestly think Baltimore is the best team in the league yeah. right now. I mean, they, they, they're, they're pretty uh, healthy as well. Lamar has some receivers he can throw the ball to. I, I think they were talking about Mark Andrews is coming back. Oh yeah. And so with, with that in mind, and that defense is 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 fire. So I, I think it would be hard for Houston to go into Baltimore and in this, in this um environment and win a game. They're not playing indoors. Yeah. In energy stadium. Yeah. When all the fans are rooting for them. They're playing in Baltimore outdoors in the cold. Right. And so yeah. it's going to be a different situation, and you're playing against probably the best team in the league right now. And so I think it's going to be tough for Houston to win this game. Yeah, I am 100% with you. Like you said, obviously they got a chance. You you show up. It's any given Saturday, any given Sunday, especially this season. It's been pretty crazy. But like you talked about, it's, Baltimore is the best team in the NFL right now. I would be surprised if Houston won that game. But looking at the, the rest of the playoff bracket, which team are you cheering for? Because I, I I'm struggling to find somebody. I love the I love the Lions story. Uh, I, I I love what the 49ers are building. I'm curious who who are you who are you pulling for? Not who you think is going to win. Who do you want to win? Who do, I'm really not supposed to say this. Uh oh. <laughs> but I I, I want to see. Baltimore win if it's not us. Wow. Okay. And, it, and, and it's not about the Ravens or them once being the Browns. For me, it's about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And him being the special talent that he is, and people doubting him when when he was being drafted. This guy can't play quarterback in the league. He'll never be the guy that that he thinks he can be. Rookie of the year. Yeah. This guy can't do this. MVP. This guy can't win a playoff game, you know, blah, blah, blah. He keeps getting hurt. He's been hurt. He's never he's never really had any real playmakers like he does on this team. And so now he gets to showcase his talents on the biggest stage. And, of course, he's going to be under a lot of pressure because if he doesn't win, everybody's going to still be saying he can't oh, win yeah. a playoff game. They're not built to win. So I, I And I like him as a football player. I like that he's – He's real about who he is as a player, and he just goes out there and plays. Because he's one of those guys that he can throw 15 interceptions in the game, but in that fourth quarter, you don't know yep. that he ever threw those interceptions because he 
is an athletic quarterback who can who can lead a team, and, and I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, and it's going to be very entertaining to see him go against that Texans defense. It's going to be entertaining all around. Got a lot of really good matchups. Unfortunately, we talked about Browns are not in it, but it was a a wild, wild season. Very, very fortunate to be where they were to given all the injuries losing 26 percent of your starters to ir like it, it the reality is it was an unbelievably special season didn't end the way that you wanted it to end but it was a very very special season and we thank you guys for hanging with us for the regular season obviously there'll be weekly stuff during the off season but we we appreciate you guys hanging through this roller coaster of a regular season because it was a it was a fun ride it was. So everybody just got to keep their heads up. We want more in 24. Yes, exactly. Exactly. More in 24. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. We appreciate you guys watching and listening. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.